So, I don't know if y'all are familiar with the uh, Reese's footballs by chance. They look a little something like this. I've little... seen them. Yeah, I've not them. tried them. All I see is pumpkins right about now. I'm getting pissed off. Well, I was going to say, I found this this football one, and it's basically what you'd say the Reese's Easter eggs are, but they just put the little mm -hmm. lines on them. That's how they, they repurpose them. But I just nice. wanted to show that. I haven't seen one. those, so that's actually kind of cool. To yeah, I got like a 10-pack a at Walmart uh, earlier today for like a couple bucks. Like it's the, the little snack size one. Um, yeah. So, and you know, the... Resident fatty over here. I mean, oh, candy, me want candy. So, how many burgers tonight? You had burgers, that's right. How were they? It was like an orgy in my mouth. It was just fucking phenomenal. Look, if Pat McAfee can make all the soaking jokes all the time, I can say that. that that's okay. Oh, good grief. And you know how bad it's going to be when the Mormons head to Morgantown Saturday. So oh, hopefully game day's there for that. I doubt no, it. No, they're going to Alabama and LSU. I mean, I want to see BYU I, play like one of the northern teams in Ohio and just have like Mormons versus Amish. That's what I really want to see. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I don't know how realistic that, op that opportunity was. There was a there was a meme that was shared that's like uh if if we lose, we get baptized. If they lose, they come out drinking with us or something. I really, I really want that to be true. <laughs> I, 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 I've seen that. I think it was with uh, missionaries, and they were playing. They're going well. <laughs> the, the Mormon missionaries. Uh, no, yeah. they, I, I think if if it's anything other than missionary, it's uh, it's frowned upon by the eyes of the Lord. That's a good win. There's a lot of people. It's like Woodstock, except everybody's got their clothes on. Personal foul. 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. These people don't give a Love you, honey. It's another Sunday night. Where else would you want to be? That's Loudmouth CFB. 160. How do we already get to episode 160? 160? And I'm at my fifth different location. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you, you have had three or four at least since we uh, started this. I mean, three or four this year alone. I was going to say this year. Because you I had... I would love yeah. to go back and just count how many different places I've been doing episodes. Because, I mean, I've been... Start here... Go back to my my previous place. Other other rooms in that house. Do those count as different places? I guess so. Maybe I was gonna say you've yeah. been in your car for an episode we or two. In my car for episodes. You. I've been in Boone. I've been. Yeah. Uh, I think I was in High Point last week for an episode a couple weeks ago. You were mm -hmm. on your way. I thought. I was I in Charlotte for an episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's right. Dude, I've been, mm -hmm. Been a lot of places, then obviously uh, a handful of different places elsewhere. Well, welcome hey. uh, to Tyler's fifteenth home. <laughs> Hopefully, this one sticks for a while. Dude, I'm telling you right now, yeah. dude, I will never move without movers again. I mean, it's, I'm it's serious, ridiculous. Man. I was, I was. It was a struggle. There, 
dude. I got a, I got a dresser in my bedroom here that, like, I, I never thought we were going to get it up the stairs, to be completely honest. But we didn't have to take it upstairs. We had to get it down the stairs to the elevator that was on the ground floor of the parking garage mm-hmm. to then bring it up. Dude, it was bad. It was terrible. Yeah, it was, it was one of those situations, and I'm not making this as a joke. It just, anytime you're, you talk about moving furniture and going upstairs, you think back to that scene in Friends with the, with uh, with Matt Perry, David Schwimmer, and Jennifer Aniston trying to get that couch up that flight of stairs. And obviously yesterday was was kind of a rough day with that news coming out. Uh, yeah, rest day, in peace so. to Matthew Perry and uh, Adam yeah. Johnson, hockey yeah, player. Adam Johnson. England, that uh, was just – I, I couldn't believe it when I heard about that one. Such an yeah, it ugly was, hit that never should have been made. Yeah. This isn't a hockey podcast. I'm not going to go into my beliefs on what should happen there. Um, but the family should have a lot of money coming their way. But that's probably an insensitive thing to discuss so quickly, especially if we're not a, a hockey podcast. But well, I mean, Sam it, and I are huge hockey fans. I know that for a fact. So, like, mm-hmm. it's not something. Got the Heritage Classic on right but, now. I think all three of us do, actually, right now. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, I'm and on it's, the TV the other day. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I literally I moved here and things have just hammered down. I got a I got a brand new TV, a fifty inch, which I know look, somebody's gonna be like, Oh, you got a seventy five. Bite me, dude. <laughs> I'm twenty three and I've got a fifty inch TV sitting in my living room, which takes up plenty of my living room at this very moment, so I don't need anything more. I was to say you get the uh, only thing I could have told you to do that might have been a little bit different is to get yourself like a projector that would have been you know, project it on the on the wall. But I have nowhere to has, put it, so yeah, yeah there's not really space. a good place for it. So I'm actually pretty content. Um, I got a while my desk is waiting to get put together. I uh, dude, I got all the way down here, literally crossed the state line, was in like the Mount Airy area here in North Carolina, and. Um, all of a sudden, my mind was like, I don't think I packed the screws for my desk. <laughs> <laughs> you should have taped them underneath not. the desk. Oh, yeah. I was pissed, dude. I have them in a bag, yeah. so like I knew where they were. I was just, I, I got distracted. There was a bunch of stuff going on, and I just completely yeah. forgot. So I'm pretty, you always, always I'm just gotta, uh, you know, give it that one final check. That's what I always do. Like, an I, dude, I went like through that room three yeah. different times before I left. After I got what I thought was everything out of there. And somehow still didn't get that. It's uh, funny. If, if that that's the worst thing happens. you forgot. It really is. I think that's the, like the only thing I legitimately forgot that I wanted. Um, otherwise, the only other things that are going on. I went to Publix today, too. Mm-hmm. But, so my Publix is pretty cool. It's got the lower level is a parking garage. You get in, you get in this big-ass cargo elevator, go up. Public's on the second floor. Then you, then you obviously get yourself and go back down. It's a pretty cool little deal there. Um, nice. And then I sent my mom a text when I was done there, and I was like, you know, now I realize why you always tell us we got food at home. Because <laughs> 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 there, there was no way I was uh, I'm going out to eat after that. I, I was going to say, I tell you what, you know. It, oh, jeez. Dude, this is why I'm wearing a hat, by the way, because this hair is retarded. <laughs> <laughs> First time we've used that word in a hot minute. I was going to say. I had already said it, so I was like, you know what? 
you know, it, as long as Cam, Cam, if Cam doesn't have a problem with it, I'm not going to say anything. Dude, what? Cam's the one that says it all the time. He's like, he, he says, if, 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 if I'm actually kind of on the spectrum, you know, it doesn't offend me. So. Dude, I literally, I got like halfway through it and I was like, I gotta, I gotta go out now. Like I gotta let it happen. So. Take with that what you will when he, when throw he throw back to like season one. Yeah. That's, that's oh, a dude, throw take back. five. Take five was killer this week. Four and one again. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Which one was the one that missed? Fucking BYU, dude. Uh, Those motherfuckers. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I guess we can just start talking about some of the games from, from Too week Too busy nine. soaking on Friday night. I couldn't go out and fucking <laughs> win football games. Well, it's like, I, I just think Keen Slovis isn't the guy. I, I don't know. I mean, he's got so many good I qualities. But... Disagree. I don't. I, I just don't think they have a lot around him. No. If I'm being completely honest, because he was he was Slovis good. Slovis has last stepped year. up the quarterback play from years past under Satake. Slovis was good at Pitt last year. Dracovic comes in, and I bet Pitt really wishes they kept Slovis around, mm-hmm. or wouldn't have went to the portal to begin with. Yeah. Um. And then so he goes he goes over to BYU, and and Nakua leaves, and and who's really their number one receiver? I I don't really even know at this very moment. Yeah. And, and like their best their best part of the game is the run game. It's not really working for them either. Their defense is pretty lackluster lately. I think things are kind of falling apart this year. I, I think this is kind of one of those years where you just t- sit back and reset and hope that what comes in next year is good because they've yeah. uh, they've kind of needed it. Let's let's just say that they're grateful that it wasn't based on this year as to whether or not they got accepted to the Big Twelve or not. So, but yeah, uh, I, I don't think they're going to be bad though. I mean, they're the no. best ones so far. The new teams. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, which, which reminds me, I mean, I think if you're looking at, uh, was it, it's a Cincinnati UCF or a combined zero and 10 in big 12 play. You've got BYU that has, I think two wins and then, uh, you've got Houston with one. So what three and, uh, whatever the math is there, three and 17 between the two. Four. Yeah, that's that's all good. The big Big Twelve as it is is just. Uh, we'll, we'll I'll hold off on on uh, that conversation because we do have Big Twelve game to it's to talk very about. Suffice it to say, yeah. Suffice we'll, it. To we'll say put it like that for now. Um, but, suffice yeah. it to say, it is it is pretty pretty dominant. Uh, Texas. A lot of people thought that uh, the BYU was going to hang around and, and and be competitive with them, and they just didn't have a whole lot going. Now, this coming week is going to be a different story. If, if Texas does not see a little bit better results from Malik Murphy, who was making his, I think, his first career start, he threw a, all of eight passes coming into this week's game, if I'm not mistaken, in his career. Um, if that doesn't improve, then they could be – in for a little bit of, of worrying times next week uh, on Big I think Texas will be all right. Honestly. I think he so too. He, he looked good. He played really well. Yeah. That, I mean, but he got he got if, settled if you really in. Sit and, back and look like down the stretch of that game. He he was just fine. He did everything he needed to do. I think. Yeah. I think they're in a good spot, but K State's going to be tough, man. That, that's just a tough team in general. Like it's going to be a hard one mm-hmm. to win, even with viewers. Like let alone without. Yeah, 
my my big question is what is happening in North Carolina? Yeah, that's a great question because I mean, this is the second week in a row. Exact same situation. They get out to this great start, and then they fall completely off. They did the same thing last year, and they're doing it once again this year. And you know, Tess Walker comes in, and he's been very good. Don't get me wrong; one mistake is not going to make or break his career in North Carolina. But the fumble last night that kind of took them well that lost them the game basically on that final possession well but they, I, I think the thing about it is is that that he was coming in from the, the back side he didn't have the the oh i'm not way. saying it's his fault i'm not blaming no. him for the yeah. loss i'm just simply saying that like that was your guy and then he, he's the one that kind of loses the game that's kind of a, a tough mm-hmm. way to lose it's a it's a gut punch um, honestly on that hit though there's plenty of time that's about a 50 50 hit where it's going to knock the ball out. So, it, like, it just so happened to be one of the five out of the ten times that he's going to lose the ball, given the angle and everything. Yeah. yeah. And then... But you gotta give gotta give credit to Haynes King and, and Georgia Tech. I mean, they were down pretty big in this contest, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, you had it was it was at one point I think like twenty one nothing, and it was twenty eight twenty four at halftime, and they come back, outscored the Tar Heels twenty two to seven in the fourth to get the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's he's King showing he was not. It was gushy. Like this is this is a. I feel like we're just starting to see the identity of what Brent Key is going to do for Georgia Tech. Like mm-hmm. they're going to be gritty, and they're and they're never going to be out of any games. The thing is, how far into these games are you going to get? Because they're not a six or seven win team right now. I don't think they've struggled with teams that you think, based off of their wins, they should beat, and they're losing to them. Like they're going to go in this week or a couple weeks with Syracuse, and they're probably going to lose that game, even though that's a game that theoretically they should win. Yeah, they're just not consistent enough to even really be considered in any of this they're just kind of sitting there they're kind of spoiling the party for the for the bigger guys yeah what's crazy to me is sitting here and looking at the acc standings i don't know if you guys have seen them lately or look i have them recently clemson is 10th in the conference clemson's clemson was yeah 10th or or maybe even lower i can't remember yeah i saw i saw that last night they're 10th but then you you look elsewhere in this conference and Virginia Tech is tied or is in that second place running. They're three and one. Georgia Tech right now. They sits can in still fourth. easily they can Georgia still. Tech sits in fourth in this conference. Yeah. I just said they're not even in it, but clearly I, I what do I know? Because they're in it. Yeah, they're Virginia in the, they're Tech in the and Georgia Tech could Duke with the injuries. If it. if Duke could stay healthy, they'd be in it. Mm-hmm. North I think Carolina Riley, even I think, with I think the inconsistency. North Carolina is not consistent enough to me. Yeah. Miami is improving, but they're not quite there. They who survived had, overtime. Who had Boston College at five and three at this point? I may have actually. Now that you mention it, I want to. They're one win away from bowl eligibility. I didn't have yeah. them winning more than three games, and I know it. I had them at four. Let's see. So, I mean, I was I was really down, and then North NC State is out here rolling. Syracuse is winless after what they did last year. They started so well. They're winless. 
Wake is one and four. Mitch Griffiths is trying, but they don't have a lot of anything going for them. Their defense is actually much improved. Their offense is struggling. Mm-hmm. Their defense didn't look much better yesterday, but who does against Florida State at this point? Virginia is showing some steady improvement. They almost beat Miami yesterday. I mean, think about what that would have been to get back-to-back wins like that. And then Pitt got absolutely steamrolled by Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. This conference is probably, you know, we're, we're in a situation now where <coughs> do you take a one-loss Big 12 champion or a one-loss ACC champion? Man, I, w- I'm I, mean, telling- if Florida, I mean, let's not – let me not sit here and say that I think Florida State's not going to make it unbeaten. I don't have any way to say that or predict that. I, because what we've seen, I mean, Florida State looks susceptible. And yeah. if I'm not mistaken, they go on the road to Gainesville at the end of the season. They do, yeah. yeah. Florida has not lost, Florida's not lost at home this year. That could change. But, I mean, the thing about it is, to me, I, you look at how weak the ACC has been. And I, it just, to me, I feel like we are getting ever so closer to not not one of the two conferences – missing out but both i think it's very possible and, and we'll, well talk we more about it that. we very well mm-hmm. could and you know the one thing i'm worried about is that we're going to see a pac-12 champion miss yeah i don't think it's going to happen that way though i have a feeling that there mm-hmm. is there's a little too much in the pac-12 we'll, we'll talk about that because there's some games coming up on that schedule yeah. but washington has struggled mightily with that game we'll, we'll, on the we'll, slides and we'll get to it yeah, yeah. but it's it's a hell of a situation. So I guess let's go ahead and get into the slides before we. I, w- I was going to say before we do, I have one uh, quick note here. This is what the uh, ACC race behind Florida State's looking like this year. Thanks. Hey, <laughs> actually, real quick, I, I want to give a shout out to a coach with some balls. Okay. I mean, dude, this was the. This was my. This was a daymaker for me yesterday. As a guy who had no skin in the fight and anything, other than watching South Carolina get their ass beat by Texas A&M for sixty minutes, this was probably the best moment of the day yesterday. I'm not even gonna lie. Here we go. Uh, tell Steve Smith in the studio this ain't a basketball school. He can kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Doran Dave made Do- my day. Dave Doran, man. Dave Doran brought and the honestly, fire. Do we do we know the context yet? I, I haven't even so, seen so the context. On game, on, day game on game day yesterday morning, Steve Smith decided to say that uh, when they were talking about NC State Clemson, that NC State is they're looking forward to basketball and Clemson's going to win. Oh, okay. So he definitely heard it. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, no doubt he, there. He watched he his game day. Sure, he made sure. They knew it, and man, I'm all for it. I love it, dude. I don't know what it is about the coaches this year. It's been unbelievable. It's been amazing, and here we are once again where <laughs> Dave Doran comes out here and just adds at it. I, I love it. McAfee calls it at some point this week. There, there was also, great. there was also, I think something that Kirby said, Kirby Smart had said about. Uh, you know, like there were, there was a lot of people in the media that were talking about Florida beating Georgia or something like that. And, and when that, when he was talking about who had said that, he said, uh, you know, Oh, it was just a buddy of mine, uh, a former coach. And, and he said, 
uh, he didn't like to recruit though or something like that. And, and, and there was an audible gasp because it's like, well, duh, of course you're talking about Dan Mullen. <laughs> so, yeah. all right. Anyway, Did you guys I, see Dan Mullen's top four? No. 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 What, who was it? Do you remember? Florida, no. Florida, Florida, Mississippi State, probably. <laughs> no, it was like, so there's this trend going around with, especially ESPN. I don't know why. Um, the trend is everybody's putting Ohio State at number one, which I'm, I'm, I'm willing to hear out the argument. Mm-hmm. Not saying I disagree. Um, it's, it's 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 a lot of it is based on resume. It's based off of the wins. It's based mm-hmm. on the win. Everybody's taking yeah. this resume thing to be like the end all be all, but it's not yeah. going to be. I mean, no, because your resume, even though, and I'm I'm going to use this for an example because they're a rival, they're a team that I know extremely well. Michigan has not played anybody. They played the same some the same nobodies that Ohio State's also played. Mm-hmm. And, and done looked, more damage. I think, yeah, a lot better. Arguably. Um, I mean, you look at the Indiana game. You look at all these things. And the different times of the year, transitive property doesn't work. I'm here for that. I understand that. Yeah. But I, I have to use somebody as an example. Georgia has not really played anybody. They've had some tough games and some tough opponents. Mm-hmm. Nobody on the field has looked as good and as sound and has worked flowingly the way the Michigan has all season long. Yeah. That's not my case to make them number one. I think the number one team should still be Georgia. I don't I don't think that should ever I don't think that should change yet. Um I'm okay with Ohio State at number two. I'm okay with Michigan at number three. Um but exactly what Colin's saying, like putting Ohio State at number one just because they beat Notre Dame and they they got a win over Penn State at home. Great. But look at how Penn State played. Look at the look at the way they had to win the game against Notre Dame. What was impressive and what's been impressive about the Ohio State offense? Because I'm going to tell you something. They're winning games because they're getting the ball to what some people will call the best player in America. I'll put him up there in that category. I'm not going to say he is, but I'm going to put him up there on that list. He's definitely in the running for best wide receiver in America. The only guy who's even holding a candle right now is Keon Coleman. Yeah. So that's the argument. That, that's all I'm going to say there. I, I think the thing, the thing for the thing for me. That's and, been and, the way they've won games. They've yeah. got to him, and the defense has played extremely well, which I'm st- super impressed. Jim Knowles has done a phenomenal job, as we kind of expected he would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the defense is looking great. Ohio State's offense is struggling. They're sputtering with mm-hmm. injuries. They're they're sputtering at the offensive line position. There, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of depth, and there's not a lot of strength there. Yeah, and the and quarterback play. Yeah. Kyle McCord is struggling miserably, yeah. and the problem is there's nobody better in there behind him. I don't, I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know what Ohio State's going to be by the time this season comes to an end. I really do not. And that, you know, that is is what it is. Ohio State has an argument. I don't yeah. think they're there yet. But I would I would give them number two. I would I would be okay with them being number one. I'm not saying I wouldn't. Yeah, they're for sure top there, four. There, there's a discussion, though. and that's all that at this point we should be having is discussions about. Yeah, there's there's uh, not supposed to be because we've got a month left, mm-hmm. and and there's so much that's 100% going to change. I mean, the landscape of the sport is the game. The landscape of the season is not even finished yet. 
yeah. before we start building this house of what it's going to look like and who's going to be where. Yeah. I, I think it, I think it's going to have to be Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State in some order as the top mm-hmm. three. We're probably going to sit there and look at a Washington number four. Mm-hmm. Probably would have had Oklahoma or even Florida State, I guess, up there with Washington and maybe Florida State because of what they were able to do. Yeah, the um, LSU win I think is probably going to be big for the committee. Yeah, I would say the, the, the LSU wins big, but the Oregon wins pretty big for Washington. For Washington the only difference yeah. is that, that that's a home game versus a neutral site. How much do you really weigh that? Neutral factor? site in Orlando. I'm just saying. I know. That, that's, I get that's, it. That's the what they say. I get it. So how much are you going to value that? I would probably put Florida State ahead of Washington right now. I think Washington's kind of having a, a rough – Washington's struggling. That's yeah. something we'll talk about because they, they well, played Sanford. That's in here. That's a perfect lead-in because oh, that's the perfect. first game. This was 35-33. Well, oh, hold on just a second. Dumb thing. We got it. Yeah. This was 35-33, a late-game touchdown from Washington. Was able to put this thing away. Mm-hmm. Good for Washington. They're staying unbeaten. That's the key here. Understand that they're still unbeaten. They're still winning their football games. And that is what matters at the end of the day is winning football games. Yeah. You can't get to the playoffs if you're losing. No. So they are still winning. <laughs> um, sorry, I read something that I don't yeah. know. No, I know, I know what you read. Um, and, and I got to get it's, out. It's, an interesting, it's, it's an interesting field. argument. It is. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Washington can go much higher than five right now. No. Four at most. I, I just – I don't know because they are really struggling. This is a, a second game in a row coming off of the win over Oregon that they are just not playing good football. They're, they're struggling defensively. The defense was much better early in the season. And they're having a hell of a time – Offensively, last week with Arizona State at home, they yeah. come back this week, bounce back, and and play well offensively. Uh, Jalen Polk is probably the lead catalyst right now in this uh, yeah. situation. But at the end of the day, you're still struggling with a Stanford team who's not – I don't want to say they shouldn't, they shouldn't be hanging around, but I don't think that this should have been – what we're seeing. I mean, I, I don't yeah. know that I would say a two-point game with, you know, five minutes to go is what I'd be. Well, and also, I mean, I, I, I know you, you guys probably didn't get the chance to watch a whole lot of this. I didn't, I didn't watch more than maybe a few minutes of it when it was close, and, and it's like, what the heck's going on? Or is this really about to happen? And and you had Stanford after they picked off uh, Penix in the end zone with the football. They got a fourth and two trying to really, if they get the first down, they could go down and, and score a touchdown. They've got the perfect play call, play action, wide open man. If he catches the ball, he's going to be running up the field for a while, maybe even take it to the end zone, drops the ball, Washington gets a touchdown, and, and that's all she wrote. But this is a Stanford team. They went up 6-0 on Oregon, and then they just got blitzkrieg, 42 unanswered points for Oregon. In, in, in a responsive fashion a few weeks ago, I think that was the game before the game at Washington for Oregon. And you look at if, if the way that Oregon has responded after that loss and play the last two weeks, 
if that field goal is good and they win that game in overtime, Oregon has a really good chance of being number one. The only reason that they're not in the conversation is because that one is in the L column instead of being, you know, right next to their name. I think Oregon avenges that loss later, but that's a different story. Yeah, um, that's for later. very well could. What I do think is that you can make the, an argument that the last two games, one was a, a hangover effect from a big time win. Mm-hmm. This game is a look ahead to USC. Yeah. You can make those arguments. I'm not going to make those arguments. I'm not going to make those excuses because there's teams that are out there playing their ass off in games that and situations that are not that. Yeah. Um, and doing much better, uh, specifically Oregon. I mean, they could have come out slow the, the week after they lose to Washington. And they, they just don't make them Washington out. State. And they're dominating everybody. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a fun – if they, they get a second matchup, that's going to be a fun game. Vegas will be alive and well. Yeah, if they don't, so be it. Stanford yeah, has improved a little bit. Like, I'm not going to sit here and try to act like they haven't, but they have not been uh, – What are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I thought that I thought the the context was that three thousand fans like that seems like a slight, but that's probably accurate. They they had not a whole lot of attendance there. Like, are you saying that that's a tough environment? What what are we? That's what I'm I, trying to understand. It, I don't think it, it is, is, and in a different sense than like one of the other ones that's on the. I'm not good at reading. <laughs> Well, hey, having having been to a game that Stanford has uh, has been involved with, I can tell you firsthand that the way the weather was yesterday it was perfect, crystal clear, beautiful skies out there in, in uh, Palo Alto. Everybody didn't want to go see Washington just straight up go in dry on Stanford, and that's just not what happened. You know, I mean, we we thought that that was going to be the case, and maybe it should have been, but. At the end of the day, Stanford, you got another great performance from Walton Daniels, first quarterback for Stanford that's thrown for 350-plus yards twice in a season since K.J. Costello did it. And then uh, A.O. Minor has, is just proving that that game against Colorado really wasn't a fluke, that he's, he's going to be a really kind good player. Kind of a coming player. out party. I mean, he's a, he's a good player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been playing right. really well so far this year. All right. Next up is another Pac-12 title, well, Pac-12 game that had championship implications because Oregon State had one loss coming in, and, well, they have two losses heading back to the Pacific Northwest, and now they're one and three in their last four trips out into the desert to take on the Wildcats out in Tucson. This, this no, was, this I don't was like this. to be that guy. Yeah, go ahead. I don't like to be that guy. This is part of the big five. Arizona plus three and a half. Hammered it. I told you guys take money line. Hammered Mm it. Arizona wins. And and that's exactly kind of what we expected. And honestly, I got to say that um, Fafita might be taking the job. I think he will, yeah. The starting job over Delora, which is crazy because Delora has been great. Mm -hmm. But here's Arizona. They're now five and three. Considered for my top 25. It will be yes. coming out on Wednesday this week. That's for sure. And they are just – they're playing a really good brand of football. I knew as soon as I saw that game, it was a road game in Tucson. 
something about it just felt like it was all Arizona. Something had that feeling. Now, Oregon State played a very good football game. They were right in it at the same time, and it was yeah. really from the little bit I've been able to catch of this game. It was kind of everything you expected it to be. Oregon State hanging tough on the road. Yeah, Arizona getting it done. I, I think it was more from from Arizona's defense that won them this game than mm-hmm. than anything, which is oh, you know that that's saying something that this team that has all these weapons offensively and Oregon State as good as they've been on both sides of the football, and I think the best unit of the night was Arizona's defense. I want to continue pumping this. Uh, I guess um, angle. I guess go for it. Jed Jed Fish is a good football coach for one. He's good at recruiting. He's getting things done over there at Arizona. Like they're, they're looking really good. The way they've improved and turned things around post Kevin Sumlin with him at the helm. I mean, we've talked about Mike Elko for a bigger job. We've talked about Lance Leipold, you know, in the past. Matt Campbell. Mm-hmm. Jed Fish is sticking his name in the basket. He might be, might be making a move he because be this is the guy who's, who's ex- like has turned around this program. Like they were a laughing stock of a program, much like Kansas was under life, uh, prior to Lightfold. Mm-hmm. And now we've got two guys turning programs around. Arizona doesn't look quite as good yet, but they're getting there. They're oh, good I'm, football. I mean, they the way- are. Mm. They are a few plays away from seven and one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the the crazy thing is, they're not a few plays away from three and five. No. No, they are a few, few bounces differently away from seven and one, and you can't say that about to take even one loss off their record that they've got currently. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're playing really good football, and and it's hard to do that. Like we talked about Alabama last year, they were they were you know a few plays away from seven and five, they ended up ten and two, but they're also a few plays away from twelve and zero. Yeah, Arizona, a few plays away from seven and one. Not a few but plays away from three and they five. Are, they are they are a mile away from three and five. So and, that's and, a very I mean, impressive spot to be. Yeah. Look out next week. They've got another ranked team coming to the desert in UCLA. Who, I mean, we're not we're not don't have it on the slides, but we can certainly talk about it. UCLA, they've got to figure some stuff out with the offense. They've and struggled at times yeah, the, this year. The way that they were on Saturday night against Colorado. They just dominated that game, and if you take away – if they were able to just not turn the ball over as much, if they had turned a couple of those drives where they fumbled or threw a pick into points, either one way like a field goal or a touchdown, I mean, that game's not nearly as close as it ended up becoming. So yeah, I, I think that was, Arizona's got a, a really good chance to make it three ranked wins in a row next week. I think they can, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's probably – I don't know what the line is. Oh, right now, but I'm. I take Arizona un, unless it's like a one point I'll, line or I'll something. I'll look it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm considering a, a, a play on it at least in my take five. That's for sure. So. Oh, there's no really reason to. UCLA is less than a two point favorite on the road. There's, the, it, you're you're they're not money line or bust. <laughs> I wouldn't even go yeah. money line. Take a play. Arizona minus one and a half. Mm-hmm. UCLA is one and a half point favorite. Is I know that's what I'm saying. I'd go Arizona minus one and a half. Okay. Try to get a little yeah. extra on the odds there. I'm going to have yeah. to get going. So, okay. Enjoy the rest of the show. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks for hopping on while we had yeah, you. Yeah, not a problem.
<laughs> but anyway, right. uh, yeah, this was just this was a good competitive game. I mean, Arizona's defense really was able to kind of do what they wanted, shutting down the the Beavers' offense. And you know, it was it was twenty seven seventeen, and and it was that was supposed to be game over. Oregon State answered back. They had a quick touchdown drive, took less than a minute off the they clock, did, yeah. under two to go to make it 27-24, had a chance at the onside, but it's similar to their road loss in Pullman against Washington State, which, I mean, look at, back at that, and if you're Oregon State and thinking about what could have been with, with this game and, and that game now, how Washington State's looked since then, and it's it's one of those things that um, if, if they don't end up getting to go to Vegas uh, for playing for Pac-12 championship, that that's what's going to really, you know, staying at the end of the year but uh, it's just it's crazy it's chaotic you've got no team that is uh you know really pulling away at this point in the pac-12 you you've got oregon has a loss usc has one conference loss but they're about to play two really tough games back to back in washington and at oregon so that that could change the top three you know, Oregon State's still alive. UCLA's still alive. It's you still it's, uh, US. Sorry, USC's not going to be in that conversation after no. probably this weekend, let alone the next two for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I mean, yeah, Arizona's in a good spot actually. I really like the way their schedule kind of lays out the rest of the way. Yeah, if they, they get they past just, UCLA, they're they can make a handful of plays and and be in a weird spot. Interesting. Yeah. Spot. I was probably, saying, I don't think that either of the two, the top two, lose Oregon or Washington. Probably the rest of the way, the way yeah. their schedule winds up, maybe Oregon could get caught somewhere, but hard to say. Yeah, it, it's it's going to really be well, it's going to be one of those things. That I think they they got uh, Oregon State at home, or uh, yeah, they've got Oregon State at home, so that's one that you think they'd be able to take care of. Arizona, if they can get past UCLA, the the schedule allows them to potentially win out. They're at Colorado. They host Utah and they're at Arizona State. By the way, Utah, as 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 we kind of talked about on Wednesday, they just did not have enough, uh, and Oregon really took it to them, and it could have been a whole lot worse yeah. than it was. I don't love saying this, but it almost proved kind of why I continue to just stay low with them, like in the rankings. Like it's one of those things where you just kind of were waiting, and once Cam Rising was. Like it was said a week or so ago now that he wasn't returning at all this season. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, this is a Utah team. We're going to get the rest of the way. This is not a top 25 team. And especially with the loss yesterday, they dropped completely out for me. I don't know about you guys. Um, but they're just a, they're a team that's struggling. And then staying on the Pac 12, you brought up Washington State, man. I, biggest fraud in the sport right now. I mean, I don't like saying that. I was actually no. really high on them, but they've they've kind of. I mean, reminds me of one of the cartoons where like the the whatever runs off a cliff and just falls. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say Washington State. Washington State was off the cliff a few weeks ago. They were fine, and then all of a sudden, as they get ready like to play, they're going to stay where they're off where they're off of it, and then all of a and sudden, the, like now they're crashing down. Yeah. They they look down and they're like oh and then they just come crashing down you know but okay the big news the big really game the big noon if you will yeah, the um, big noon yeah um the wow really what 
shocked the top 10, I think, more than anything, because there were some close calls. You had, uh, I mean, just looking back at what we had from yesterday, you had the possibility of Washington going down on the road. Ohio State just did not look comfortable for a while. They, they finally were able to pull away because they have, you know, the best player in, in America, arguably. Um, and, and Penn State really was, was struggling with Indiana for, for way longer than they should have been. But this one is the only top 10 upset that we got in week number nine. And that Don't you think is, it's kind of like about time? Like all these close calls for Kansas recently with OU, especially 2021. I mean, don't you think it's just kind of about time? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying I wanted Oklahoma to lose. I, I kind of wanted them to continue winning football games, especially if Texas is going to continue winning mm-hmm. football games. Kind of see, but we, who knows what you're going to get there. Now, I'm not going to talk about this game the way we talk about the other two games. People probably didn't watch as much as the other two games. I know people were watching this game. I mean, this is mm-hmm. probably had the most eyes on it in the noon slate because of where we were at in it and, and, and the upset and everything else. And so then like, the lightning but, delay really made things all weird and wonky. Yeah, it was, um, it was interesting. But I'm trying to think of how I want to approach this just say it um, well i know i so in all of this one of my biggest takeaways from this i'll make this one of the takeaways for later too um okay drake stoops could be a pretty good west welker type in the nfl yeah that was my takeaway from this game like i really loved what he was doing now I, now here's the thing I don't know that he gets to the NFL. I don't know that that's his aspirations. I really don't. I, I have no connection whatsoever, so I don't know this. If those are what he's looking to do, I think he could make a pretty – I don't want to say a great career. I don't think he could be the next Wes Welker. But he could play a similar role to a team that could probably use him and have a good enough career where you make a good amount of money and then you just walk away from the game at some point and go coach like your dad did. I don't know. RJ, RJ points out, I, I mean, it, it does feel like he's been there forever. Like uh, he's been there at Oklahoma as long as Hunter Renfro seemingly was at Clemson. Uh, oh, well, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was there. his first or second year or his first year was the first or second year after Bob Soup's retired. Yeah, I was going to say it was uh, – I thought he he'd played – since that, I thought he was a part of that team that played Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl and, and lost. I don't think he was in like playing that year, maybe more than uh, like one or two games, but it feels like he's been around like six or seven years. And, and, uh, and it legitimately, the longer he stayed at Oklahoma, the less likely he is to, to go pro because he's, he's been in the college ranks for so long. And there's just not a whole lot of, you know, demand for, slot receivers at that age, I don't think. Uh, so he graduated in 2018 from uh, Norman North High School. Yeah. Okay. That's good. It just feels like it's been a whole lot longer than, I guess. He's been there since 2018, which would mean 18, 19, 20, COVID doesn't count, 21, 22, 23. So this is year six? Year six. Yeah. And there's probably a red shirt in there. So, yeah. Yeah. So, 
It's possible. Um, but no, I mean, this is a huge win for Kansas. This snapped an 18 game losing streak. They were so close in 2021, as you mentioned, they were, they were, you know, a lot of people's upset pick after Oklahoma lost three in a row uh, coming into this game last year in, in Norman and Oklahoma came back and, and was able to find enough. I think yeah, they, they ran, almost did it last year too. I, I mean, I almost yeah. forgot about that because they it lost was by 10, 10. I think, but mm-hmm. they, they were up for a while. Like, it just, it was about time. That's, that's all I'm going to say there. That's where yeah. we were at with this one. Cam, Cam reminded me that Kansas is three and zero against the spread uh, against Oklahoma since Lightpole became head coach, and I uh, I said that's a great stat. And then I found that they uh, you know had only lost this is their only loss this year when they've run for two hundred plus yards, and they were three and five when they did that a year ago, which should show you how much the the game has has become more different for them and, and how much better they've been out on the field defensively that they don't, you know, aren't giving, That's getting a whole biggest, lot of huge running rushing yards. When you have an efficient defense that makes plays and, and is tackling in the open field and making the right plays, I mean, how much better do you, can it get? Yeah. It, I'm thoroughly impressed with um, Oklahoma and their turnaround. I don't think they're done on this season. I don't think they're out of the playoff conversation no. like some will suggest. Oh, no. But they are – there's some concern, and there should be, yeah, but it's the, not terrible. No, the thing to me is that it just made this whole – it made the whole situation a lot murkier in the Big 12. And, I mean, when you look at the standings, you've got five teams, Tyler. You've got Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas State. Welcome back to the top 25, by the way. They never left the loudmouth top 25. You've got Oklahoma State seemingly coming out of nowhere. And I was got to get something for later in the show. Okay. I'll be right back. Well, I'm going back. Okay. Uh, And you got Iowa State as well that are all with just the one loss in conference play through five games. And, oh, by the way, I'm not doing this to, you know, just to be, you know, a a butthead. I mean, that's probably what I am doing. But you're talking about a Hail Mary batted down by West Virginia's defense away from West Virginia also being 4-1 and in conference play. And right there and, and having six teams uh in the conversation halfway through you know big big 12 play you've got four more games still to go and you'd have almost half of the conference still alive to to try to get to arlington to be you know one of the two teams playing for the big 12 title i just there's so many things that are still to to decide in in this case you you've got oklahoma state that had to win over kansas kansas uh, lost to texas so they're one and two against the the five that are ahead of them, but that doesn't mean that they're not a talented team. They they nearly won that game in Stillwater. They, you know, really didn't have a whole lot that they were able to do against Texas. But you look at what Texas has done outside of the the game against Oklahoma, where they left a little too much time on the clock. And there's a reason why people thought, well, even if Oklahoma were to get to Arlington undefeated and then lose to Texas, they still might miss out. Uh, despite, you know, having such a great year. And now there's just no room for error. You cannot have, if you're in Oklahoma or Texas, if you want to be a playoff team, you're going to have to get to Arlington with the one loss, no more than that. And then you're going to have to win the Big 12 title. And even then that might not be enough. There's still a lot that will be determined. I think Texas's win over Alabama may end up being huge for the tiebreakers and, and kind of what the, 
committee is looking like. There, there are just a lot of things that are still to be determined. Oklahoma, with their win over Texas, is also in that conversation. Where do you put those three teams? Kind of how do you juggle and shuffle them around? Um, you know, and, and so there's still a possibility of two Big Ten teams if, if uh, you know, if the Big 12 misses out, if, if the ACC misses out, if, if Florida State were to lose – and, and be one loss conference champion, I could absolutely see them missing out on the playoff, even though they've been so good this year and they have that impressive win over LSU just because the conference, the ACC is just so much weaker this year, especially with Clemson having a down year and, and at four and four for the first time in 13 years and, and having lost back-to-back games for the first time since 2011 that that win that Duke had over Clemson is no longer a, a really good look. The wins that, uh, you know, Louisville and Notre Dame have over Duke aren't as impressive. The win that Florida State has over Duke is it's good, but it's not as good as their LSU game. And so it's just the whole situation beyond, I think, the top three is really, really murky. And, you know, one of those top three teams is going to take a loss between now and the end of the year, because in, in my book, you've got Michigan and Ohio State in the top three, and one of them is going to lose to the other when they play the last week of the year. So it, it just really is truly amazing to see what is going to end up happening with with all of this um, at the end of the day. But you got to give credit to Kansas and and really what the what it means to the university to see the fans storm the field as they rightfully should have and, and tear the, the goalposts down and throw them in the lake. It wasn't quite Tennessee over Bama last year, but it still counts all the same. And so Kansas, they got a home win over Texas finally back in 2016. Took them a few more years after that to get Oklahoma, but they got them. They got them at home and they're going to send OU on their way to the big, tw- or on their way from the big 12, to the sec. And they won't have that, intact winning streak of nearly 20 games uh, going out. So it's, it's really an impressive win for Kansas over Oklahoma. Um, Everything else kind of around the top 25 was not too much to really discuss. We, we talked about some of the big stuff, Ole Miss taking care of business against Vanderbilt, as you'd expect 33 to seven. Didn't they were up 26, nothing at one point and they just really, kind of took the foot off the gas in the second half. They didn't really have a whole lot to do. Notre Dame, as, as we mentioned earlier, just obliterated Pitt. You had Louisville shut out Duke 23 to nothing. Air Force, there ain't no, don't look out or don't look now, but Air Force really looking like they could be the group of five representative and, and good on them. 30 to 13, they went at Colorado State. And, and one of the funnier moments of the season is Colorado State's uh, fans were throwing snowballs at the Air Force bench. And so CSU got a 15-yard unsportsmanlike conduct foul because of that. Um, Tulane survived a scare from the Rice Owls. They were up 27-7 to at halftime. And before you knew it, it was 30-21, to then 30-28. to But Tulane able to survive and, and really just, you know, survive in advance, hope for a loss from Air Force somewhere along the way. And Tulane, is still in that conversation with their only loss being to Ole Miss for the New Year's Six bid out of the group of five. Tennessee wins over Kentucky yet again, uh, 33-27. to 27. It was a close game, and Tennessee getting the victory in that one. They 
they were up 10 nothing after the first, and then it was just kind of back and forth. You had Kentucky outscore Tennessee in the next two quarters, outscored them 24 to 16, but they were still down two, and Tennessee gets a huge touchdown that turns what was a, a 30 or turns it a, a 26 to 24 game into a 33 to 24 game. Kentucky kicks a field goal. They don't get the chance to get the football back. UCLA beats Colorado, as mentioned. JMU survives a, an upset bid from Old Dominion. Uh, I think it was ODU that got the Dukes last year. 30 to 27 was the final. And USC, I mean, you talk about uh, we had some ballsy picks in, in our chat and in here. I think somebody had Cal nearly – I think somebody was – no, so we had the lock of the week. We didn't have the upset. This was a very close pick for uh, some as, a, as an upset pick. Um, Cal plus 11 over USC was a lock. Cam got that locked in, and that one hit with Cal nearly pulling it off. They lost 50-49 to 49 at home to USC, and they, were, they went for two in the win, and no flag, no call on the field. So USC survives a scare in the uh, city of Berkeley with uh, all the protests that took place to delay halftime uh, included out there. So that was an interesting tale. Now USC with two of their final three games coming up here in the next two weeks, they've got Washington at home and they're at Oregon before they get to host UCLA to close out the year a week ahead of time, ahead of uh, everybody else. They get that week 13 by week, which means they go from week zero to week 12 with 12 straight uninvolved games. But yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. I was kind of, I meant for it too. I was trying to, yeah. it involved me unpacking some things. I thought I lost what I was looking for. I'm like, oh, That's I okay. It. I mean, I, I had to vamp. It's we we just survive in advance and move on around here. Yeah. Um, you want to you want to talk about some takeaways from the week now that we got uh, we got you back? Yeah, I, I don't have them wrote down, so I'm gonna have to figure it out um, unless you have a page pulled up. But um, like I said, Drake Stoops is he could have a pretty decent NFL career if he wanted to uh, as a slot receiver. He played really well on Saturday. Uh, my other thing was Washington State are frauds. Sadly, I'm not happy to say that, but they are. Um, my next takeaway actually has more to do with the AP poll than it does with quite literally anything else. Um, it just goes to show you that an off week for the team that may be closing the gap, per se, in uh, the first place votes number and a good week against Florida for Georgia will grow that gap exponentially once again. So I don't know what the, uh, what the change was. I don't know what for Georgia looked different uh, because this same thing happened after the Kentucky game. And now that, that gap's going to continue to shrink in the AP ranking. But guess what? AP doesn't matter anymore. So I don't really care too much. Um, mm. So, yeah, AP voters are frauds. Um, I don't fully mean that. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm writing uh, it anyway. I'm transcribing it as we speak. And then... I don't know. Um, <laughs> what do I do? What do I say now? Uh, I guess, I mean, I don't know if this is another takeaway more than just an obvious at this point. Miami, Ohio may get another shot at Toledo. They won the Battle of the Bricks, so I think that that'll be fun to watch. That could make make a fun game. I was kind of shocked. I, I was shocked at the way they kind of handled Ohio in that game. It was it was really a it was really a situation where, from what I was able to watch, that neither team could do anything on third down, and and just really well they was, couldn't. And then all of a sudden, like Brad Gabbert got them got, rolling, and it, yeah. it was over from there. That, that was a tough yeah. one. Big big. Uh, Big punt return really seemed to flip the momentum early in the third quarter. That gave Miami a two-score advantage, and they never looked back. Absolutely. And then SMU. If you could have found this offense consistently in week four, I'm not even talking about week one. I'm not even talking about week two when you played OU. If you could have found that in week four when you played TCU, you would be the best team in the G5 right now. That one P5 win, you'd be rolling 7-1 and one right now. You're not. But you did just go out there and wax Tulsa, which is good to see because they've been struggling with Tulsa as of the last handful of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Memphis. Memphis, what are you doing? I'm, this isn't a takeaway. This is just me saying Memphis. You're up 31-10 to 10.5. 31-7 at one point in the game. You almost got got by North Texas. <laughs> that was That's just a crazy game. I'm, uh, that one's – if you didn't get a chance to watch that, I think that was an ESPN Plus game. Uh, be on the lookout somewhere around here what? on YouTube. North that Memphis-North Texas game, yeah. It was live. It was on ESPN U or ESPN 2. Oh, I, I thought – I saw Tulane Rice was on ESPN 2. I didn't see – uh, Memphis and North Texas listed on the no, it was ESPN Plus. I'm sorry, I thought it was. That's why I was. It was a different game between blue and green, I guess. Obviously, well, it was Rice, Rice. Rice and Tulane was ESPN too, and that is blue and green. So that's the game I was talking about. I watched that game too. That was fun until it wasn't. <laughs> they nearly did it. Your owls nearly got them. I think I think SMU and Rice is next week, if I'm not mistaken. That is going to be really interesting to see where you're. Yeah, hard that is for me. Yeah, that's 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 really pulling me in two different directions, (laughs) and not in a fun way. Um, Is there ever a fun way to be pulled in two different directions? I don't know. I don't want to find out. I'll tell you that. You know what's crazy? What? Yeah. Dude, why why is the Facebook AI so like close to accurate, but it's not really accurate? Can I just ask you that? Like, when you ask, Meta AI? ask them to show you, like, when you you say, imagine this, like Tennessee volunteer football, mm-hmm. they get the colors, yeah, but they got the gibberish, you know, their foreign language on there and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the craziest part was somebody somebody uh, asked them to imagine their own girlfriend. I don't know who that was. And they gave a girl with three legs. And not in the way you're thinking. (laughs) thinking. Hey, he might be into that. Like three real legs. I was like, what in the world? 
Anyways. <laughs> is that a takeaway? Meta AI has got to improve. <laughs> Meta AI is just about what I called my hair earlier. <laughs> well, I'll tell you who's not a baller of the week, and that's Meta AI. Uh, <laughs> no. They're, they're not, not a baller, baller of the week. So, no. So, I'm going to start off. Going oh, back. wow. Here we go. Uh oh. We're going to scrum. Nah, never mind. Uh, I need a goalie fight in this series again. That's what I'm looking for. Well, maybe when they're not outdoors, they might. Show me the show me the real battle of Alberta. Come on now. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, gonna go back to Tuesday night to start Ballers of the Week this week, and Caden Salter. I mean, eight no Liberty. They're not getting talked about nearly enough. They're not going to be ranked. Their schedule, I don't think, is 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 tough enough that they have a realistic chance to be uh, the New Year's Six representative for the G five. But no, they just keep winning so, to an extent. Yeah, but they just keep winning. They went in, and and a lot of people were thinking, well, this is going to be the toughest game they faced so far this year uh, with apologies to Rich Rod at Jacksonville state. They went 42, 29 at Western Kentucky. Who's been just kind of dominated conference USA the past few years. Caden Salter is a big reason why 10 of 15 through the air, 169 yards and three touchdowns. They also ran 13 times for 117 yards and a touchdown. So just kind of doing exactly what they're wanting from that system uh, for, for Liberty and, and what, you know, what Hugh Freeze left behind is still looking pretty good uh, here in, in their first year in Conference USA. Speaking of nice, did you see the number that SMU hung yesterday? I did, yeah, okay. 69. Yeah. was, what, 69 to 10, right, something like that? Oh, dude, yeah, dude, they, they like, whacked. Yeah, I, when, when I saw it was 52 to 3 at halftime, I was like, hell, they might put up on her today. That was one thing that was like, well. Not expecting to see that uh, when we're talking about halftime scores. Uh, then I'll go ahead and move on. Later in the week, we go to Thursday night, and the big matchup that happened down in the Sun Belt, you had Georgia Southern take down Georgia State 44-27, and a big reason why was Davis Brent through the air, 22-35, 334 yards, three touchdowns and a pick, and helping the Eagles take down the Panthers. And really – you know, this was a game that could determine who goes to the Sun Belt title game and potentially who who would be hosting it. Uh, based on, I think Georgia Southern's only conference loss is to Troy, or, or no, Georgia State had only lost to Troy before this one, and Georgia Southern has, I think, their only loss is to JMU since JMU is ineligible. They got they got stomped by JMU. Yeah. But I mean, you look at the bullshit, by the way. Yeah. Truly, like, absolute bullshit. The, the, uh, they, like, that better get fixed. And same with Jacksonville State. Like, they're they're here to play, too. Like, give them yeah. a shot. Yeah, this, I mean, what... This, this this attitude of, like, oh, we're allowing you to get better before you play in a bowl game. Fuck you. Give us the money, and let's play our bowl game. Welcome back, Cam. When the yeah. heck did that happen? I meatballed, like, lap two. <laughs> Sorry to hear that, but Tyler knows. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I know, but that's, where was uh, this at? Darlington, and I didn't have a chance to hop on and practice at all this week. So she give us, but she definitely take us. <laughs> yes, damn son, that's bad. All right. Well, 
I will. I will. Uh, we'll go through the rest of ballers, and then Cam, since you're back, we can get into your corner before we wrap the show up. Um, I'm kind oh, of. We're not wrapping the show up there. I know. Um, kind of, you know, in in thinking about him not being here, I had some some G five ballers just in case. Uh, but looking at Georgia Southern, the path is pretty simple. Yeah, you get... G five ballers. Yeah, you got two for two so far. <laughs> well. I'm starting off with the G5 ballers. I do have a few more later on in the show or later on. G5 balled out yesterday. Yeah. Uh, If Georgia Southern is able to survive their road trip to uh, San Marcos this coming week, that's a primetime kick, by the way, they should be the representative of Sunbelt East uh, because they got at Marshall after that, who's just not been really the the same team that we thought they were going to be. And then they host Old Dominion before they take on App State. This whole conference has been upside down outside yeah. of JMU. Yeah. Like, like, JMU's the only one we really knew. <laughs> and sure enough, it's a team that we can't pick from to win. So what are we doing? This yeah. Game? That's absolutely ridiculous. <coughs> yeah. Fix it, NCAA. Oh, agree. Absolutely. Well, going from Georgia Southern – to Georgia and looking at Lad McConkey, there was a, a big question as to who's going to step up and, and be the guy for Georgia that kind of filled that role that Brock Bowers left when he got hurt in the game against Vanderbilt two weeks ago. Answered, at least for now, Lad McConkey six catches, 135 yards and a touchdown as Georgia rolled over the Gators 43 to 20. Uh, you, you could make an argument for Carson Beck, who had another good game through the air, 1928. 315 and two touchdowns, as well as Dijon Edwards, who ran 15 times for 96 and two scores himself. It was just kind of, you know, this is a game that Georgia always seems to get up for. The bye week maybe gave them a little bit of, you know, some rest and, and you know, really remembering, hey, you know, we, we don't necessarily need to start slow. This is the time we want to step things up and, and get going for the rest of the year. Going from Georgia Southern to Georgia to Georgia Tech. I didn't do this intentionally. I, well, I kind of did, but uh, just because oh, it, sure. it, it, yeah, it worked out that way. Uh, Got to look at, at what Haynes King did. I mean, just kind of the ability he had, especially in that fourth quarter, he, he looked like uh, a man on a mission. They came back from a 35-24 deficit in the fourth quarter with a couple of touchdown passes. <laughs> From Haynes King, he ended up throwing four in the game, 23 of 30 for 287, and those four touchdowns really helping the Yellow Jackets pull off that upset at home over North Carolina. You also had Dante Smith, who ran 22 times for 178 yards and a touchdown. But, I mean, the the path, the, the, the trend has been for Georgia Tech, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win through their first eight if that trend continues, guys, they're going to lose to Syracuse and Virginia, but they're beating Clemson and Georgia. That's just truly unbelievable the way that, that things have been going for them. Um, but they're, they're a team that's got talent, and, and they've played a lot better than some expected, especially after they lost to, to Bowling Green. Um, yeah. But – We'll keep an eye on them. They're playing at Virginia this week. If if they're if the trend continues and they lose, they, Clemson better watch out, especially after what we saw 
from them yesterday. Um, man, I'm talking about another great performance from Jordan Travis. I'm, I'm really surprised he's not been in the Heisman conversation more than, than I think there's been talk about because it's still a pretty wide open race. I think Michael Penix is still the leader, but you've got guys like Marvin Harrison Jr. in there. JJ McCarthy's in there. I think Jordan Travis should be, you know, getting a little bit more attention than he is. 22 of 35 for 359 and three touchdowns as Florida State rolls over Wake Forest, 41-16. I know this is kind of a sore subject for Tyler Singing as he just got to the Winston-Salem area. But, uh, yeah, Jordan Travis and Florida State and company had, a, had another big game. Yeah. Moving on, got one. Uh, let's see. We got a few more. We got Noah Fafita. Talked about him earlier and really thinking uh, that he's going to be the guy for Arizona That's going forward the rest of the year and and very deserving. I think this is the second or third time he's been on Ballers of the Week. 25 of 32, 275, three touchdowns, one interception, helping the Wildcats get back-to-back he was upsets just here last for the week first with time. A five touchdown in, game. What's up? I said, wasn't he just here last week with a five-touchdown game? Yeah, over yeah. Arizona State or over Washington State, I should say, on the road. So I was going to say that has, that game has not been played yet. Yeah, not quite. Uh, but not quite. I mean, but you would probably hope it doesn't get played. Am I right? <laughs> that, Fafita, that's Fafita a has got to be weird uh, shit happens. He he's going to be, I think, the the starter going forward, and and he's played like it uh, here the past couple weeks, and very deserving. Arizona, their first back-to-back ranked wins uh, since 2014. Jawar Jordan, welcome back. I mean, this was a dominant Louisville uh, performance. Riley Leonard did play, and based on what what you saw, I, I it felt like he didn't because he just was not 100%, was not making, you know, looking like himself as, as he normally would. But Jawar Jordan really, you know, it was the Jawar Jordan show for Louisville as they moved to 7-1. and one with a 23-0 win. He ran 21 times for 163 yards and two touchdowns against the Blue Devil defense, really making a statement in this contest. Another great performance on the ground comes to us from somebody that you would not necessarily think it should, but when you run for 204 times, I don't care if it took you 40 yards, Jordan Nubbin, welcome to Ballers of the Week. 40 carries, 204, two touchdowns on the ground, Minnesota. I just want you to know what you said. Is it Newbin? No, I, I just want you to know what you said. You said when you run the ball 240 times, I don't care if it was for 40 yards. Okay. It, Those were the words that came out of your mouth. I'm just saying. It is 204 yards. I don't care if you ran it 40 times is what that there was supposed to sound like. There we yeah. go. So I appreciate you uh, making sure that we get that corrected because otherwise if you ran it no, 200. No, I just want to make fun of you, dude. It it, yeah, because I'm I'm not even paying attention to what I'm saying. Apparently, I'm just trying to make sure I get the numbers right. So and even then, that was yeah. Even then, that wasn't the the best of it. I mean, he ran more yards than Caliak Manis threw for on his own. Like Minnesota's a team, if I'm not mistaken, ran for uh, well, they ended up with somebody else that tallied up minus four. He had 204 yards. They finished with 200 total rushing yards. So. Ollie Ollie Gordon is just a man. Oh my! If they beat Oklahoma, 
and he has another 100-plus yard game, he's in the Heisman conversation, right? He should be, absolutely. 25 mm-hmm. carries, 271 yards against Cincinnati and two touchdowns. That's like two or three games in a row that he's done it, that. Yeah, he's been he's been on ballers a week, it feels like, every week the past three weeks. Yeah. You go back to what he did against, I think, Kansas and Kansas State, West Virginia. Like, this may legitimately be four weeks in a row. And I I was thinking, you know, there's no way I can put him back on ballers a week again. And then he goes for almost 12 yards of carry against Cincinnati. I was like, well, I can't leave him off. But Oklahoma State, they really have, have stepped it up and – and improved ever since that uh, South Alabama game. I, I, you know, that's one that's in the far too distant future or far too distant past for them. Uh, big time matchup, as you said, Tyler, with, with Oklahoma coming to town. And then beyond that, if they get through that, they've got road trips with UCF Houston before BYU comes to town. Oklahoma State may be back in Arlington if they can just get past the Sooners, which has been easier said than done in the past. Absolutely. You got two more. Frank Harris, first time on the Ballers of the Week, but we've had his name said quite a bit the last three years. 20 of 32, 395 through the air, four touchdowns against East Carolina as UTSA stays unbeaten in American play. Problem is they're five and three on the year, but there's three teams that are still undefeated in the American, and UTSA does not play. SMU, but they are at Tulane the final week of the regular season. So it's uh, it could be SMU and uh, the winner of that game that will play for the American title. And Mikey Keene, three touchdowns in the third quarter, four in the game, 27 but 41 for 256 yards as Fresno State takes down UNLV. The only team besides Fresno to beat the Rebels this year was Michigan. Fresno State moves to 7-1. and one. They're only lost that just kind of, you know, the, the game that I think Keen had gone down and, and they didn't have enough to, to withstand yeah, the elevation. Yeah, it was, it was in Logan Miami. Fife at quarterback, and they struggled. But it was what it was. Anyways. So, but that's Ballers of the Week. Cam, we shift gears. We'll talk to you. What uh, we, We've talked about some of the G5 action that caught our eye a little bit yeah. here in this episode, but what really stood out to you from an action-packed, week plus of uh, G5 action. Yeah, no, the, like, there was a lot of big-time games at the group of five level. Um, let's go ahead and start off with going to Houston here. Um, Tulane won an all-out dogfight of a game. Sorry, Tyler. Rice hung around, though, and I'm sure you're proud of the way that those owls fought. Um, but came up just short. He's tired of the moral victories. He wants actual yeah. victories, damn it. Rice has a few this year. Rice is uh, they do. looking yeah. very good. You know what's really pissing me off the more I think of it? has nothing but, to do with either of those teams. It has nothing to do with Rice. It has nothing to do with Michigan. South Carolina is probably going to lose to Jacksonville State this week. Well, you know, they're a 15-point favorite, and, and already there's been people – there's already been people talking about – I think there's a guy here in the comments so, who somewhere. will loudly remind you. Definitely take the cover play, if, if not the money line. It's probably going to be part of my – Your locks. Your it might be in my take, take five, five because I, I don't see how uh, – the offensive line's so beat up. I mean, we're, mm-hmm. we're on the, like – Eight deep now on the O line. Yeah. 
in Jacksonville State. Yeah, yeah, and Jacksonville State is just overall playing really well. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's been a rough one. It's been a rough year, honestly. Just the amount several teams dealing with injuries, like South Carolina, still with a, a ton, and it's what the hell did I just read? Sorry, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to read this to you guys, but if it's a news article, I'd say it's okay, right? I think so. Yeah. Let me see if I can read the title of this article. I, I just I gotta know that I read this correctly, so I'm gonna. Okay. In the meantime. Oh, here yeah. it is. Oh. I, I don't know that I can read that on air. Well, send it send it in the chat and. I'll tell you if you can uh, or not. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys be the in judge the meantime. I don't know um, be <laughs> I'm gonna take you guys over to the Mac in the meantime. Um, there was a huge showdown type of a game for Miami, Ohio, and Ohio. That's a no, right? Like we can't say that. I there's nothing in this title that can't be read. However, when you put it all together, I'm gonna err on the side of no. We should not. Read I'm just gonna say no. I'm gonna let the news <laughs> out. Let's deal with that one. Yeah. No. My <laughs> goodness. <laughs> they say Kanye's at it again, boys. Oh man. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Stop spending so much time in Paris, my guy. Oh no. Wow. All right. Um, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> there was a showdown game for potentially the Mac East there mm -hmm. in um in Athens, Ohio. And you'll get there. Miami, Ohio wound <laughs> up winning. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Oh, you weren't here when I said that, were you? No. No, no he I wasn't. was so pissed, man. Yeah. Understandable, but just especially since that's your favorite well, uh, state school. Well, yeah, like, so Ohio is probably the one team in the state that I really like. I actually like. Um, but damn, dude, I was, I was kind of bummed that they, uh, they couldn't get that one done. But it is what it is. I mean, it makes it more like I said. You, Miami gets another shot at Toledo more likely. Yeah. So if you can't do anything on third down, it's it's really tough to win games. Both of these. Yeah. I mean, we said it already. We talked about yeah. it, so we won't continue. But yeah, yeah, no. Carry but, on. Carry on. But huge win for Miami, and they control their own destiny right now. The way that it stands in the MAC East for mm -hmm. a spot in the. Mac in Detroit. game. Yeah. Yes, in Detroit. Um let's see, there was quite a few good games. Sam Houston State keeps on getting close to winning a game. Let me guess you guys mentioned that. Oh no, he didn't. No. Okay. They were close. They they've been so achingly, yeah. heartbreakingly close. He, he had to step away after that one, man. 
the, this is the thing is you, Sam Houston yeah. should get at least one, yeah. maybe even two I, before the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, I was going to say. Can we give them a pity win? <laughs> they, got a kid, they, they play Kennesaw State, so they should get a pity win. Like, they play Kennesaw State. Um, I depending think on which FIU. Western Kentucky team shows up. No. No, they've already played FIU. Oh, okay. No, I'm saying Wait, like, Sam Houston finally play on a Saturday? Is that what I'm saying? Yeah. I, the Now that the MAC is going to be dominating the Tuesday-Wednesday slate uh, in November, Conference USA is going back to Saturdays. Well, where they didn't even play last week. Yeah, they did. They played on, on Tuesday or Wednesday. They played Wednesday. Oh, the UTEP see. game, yeah. I knew that. I saw it. I looked at that game for about five seconds on Wednesday. Yeah. And did something else. <laughs> um, Georgia Southern kind of surprised a lot of people and Pretty much controlled that entire I, game. Yeah, they took a. I'm just saying, more would have been surprised if they didn't do that. Like I, I picked Georgia State. It was probably stupid, but that was what I picked, I and I mean, didn't really work out. But I, I figured it would at least be close, though. And, and I think um, it was. There were there were a few turnovers that yeah uh, Georgia State had that if you you cut those out, I mean, it's possible it's a yeah. you know seven point game. Yeah, either way, big, big time win for Georgia Southern there. Um, and did you guys, did you guys see any of the Air Force Colorado State game? A little bit, yeah. Oh, that was the other thing. I, I was that was the video. Yeah. Yeah, they got they got a penalty for yeah they got a penalty snowballs. for throwing some fucking snowballs on the field. Sounds like I the mean, rest had no snowballs. I'd say it was probably a fair move, but yeah, probably. Yeah. I, in fact, it I've was got probably the, fair, but at see, the I've same got, time, it's like hawk. Oh. I got the screen cap right here. If it will flip. <laughs> Two for 25. 15 of those yards, though, for throwing, for snowballs. throwing snowballs. Yeah. I was just looking through because I'm kind of kind of dicking around tonight. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, we're in a, we're in a dog fight, BJ, for the uh, top spot in the um, NFL pick them. Yeah, okay. I was just saying, I started. We're, it was both, like 10- we're both 79 and 41 right now. I was just say I think I had seen I was like ten and one at one point today, and then uh, San Francisco lost, and the um, oh, did they really? Yeah, the, since I got them, so that's the third straight loss. And then who else was it that lost? Oh, uh, Kansas City losing to Denver for the first time in like eight years. Yeah, yeah I went to join that, and then ESPN didn't register that I had clicked the link. What can you do? Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. So I'll make sure to do that on Thursday. Go in there Thursday, week one. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> you might still be able thank, to join it. Thank, thank you, ESPN. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Are we doing the end of this thing? 
And then the last game I was going to mention was uh, James Madison over Old Dominion. Close game and came down to the wire. Um, kudos for James Madison once again getting a win and proving why that is in the argument for the stupidest rule in sports. Yeah. All right, I got one thing. Okay. I've been waiting to do this till I moved. I'm not going to lie to you. All right. I pulled out the helmet. Awesome. Right. I, I'm going to show you where they're at and how that's going to set up. You'll see it probably okay. on Wednesday okay. once I get the computer put together. Mm-hmm. I have a helmet sticker. Oh, okay. 975. Commemorating win number 975. Yeah. Against the Ohio State University. 4227, November 27th of 2021. A day that is very fond of my memory. Yeah. So I am going to take this helmet sticker and I'm going to apply it to the helmet. I'm going to try to collect the other ten of the other nine of these. I think there's ten total mm-hmm. stickers. Okay. You'll have ten so stickers. There you go. Look at that. That's a sick yes, one. sir. Ladies and gentlemen. We got them. So, so you said there was ten of them, and you've got you got nine to go. Yes. Okay. Well, and potentially here, I you know not. I think it's is it possible this year, or is it gonna have to wait till next year? Uh, one thousand. Yeah. Um, number one thousand will either be, could be either, assuming winning out. Mm. Um, if we win out, we'll be Maryland. A loss on the way means it could be in Ann Arbor against Ohio State. State. Wow, that's where we sit right now on the road to one thousand. Okay, assuming we get a hold on to one thousand. Yeah, well, so make the sticker, get the sticker, and whether whatever they do, that it doesn't. That's if they make there. one. I hope they do though, because I would absolutely like. I'd go out of my way just to buy that. Mm-hmm. Understandable, so, but no, that's really cool. I I love that. I'm so glad it's there. I know it's just a collectible helmet, but to have that sticker on there, to be able to put place it, and I will walk you guys around. To okay. Place it. Bear with me. It's all right. This is very rare that loudmouth CFE can be mobile and on the move. Yeah. But there we go. Very nice. Awesome. I uh, love that alcove. I also love the hot and shield wing panel. Love it. But that was all. That was what I wanted. That's what I awesome. Was for, so. And that's going to wrap things up for us until Wednesday. Now, I was going to say, I thought there was a possibility that you and Cam may be live on Tuesday if I'm able to, to oh, join. We'll 
we'll be you here. Will? We'll be watching. Yeah, I should be able to make it. So yeah. then Tuesday night will be kind of like what we were hoping to do Saturday, but weren't able to. Cam wasn't able to, you know, party with the rest of us for Loudmouth. I, I got to get out of here. Nickelback's playing. Fuck you guys. This is way better. <laughs> 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 but. Anyway, Tuesday night, the first playoff rankings will be revealed, and so you'll at least have Tyler and Cam will be there. I should be in from Tuesdays here on forward, but uh, it may not be this week. No, I don't have any fun Halloween plans. I've got to work. So um, that, uh, with all that being said, we I'll will be back. Playoff. Is that what I heard? That is what you heard, yeah. Uh, I, get, I get paying gigs where I take them and, and – even if it's just to run a camera. You take that's... them where you can get them? Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's exactly what well, I mean. It's getting late, dude. I get it. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's getting late. Wednesday night, we're back normal time. We'll have our top 25 if, if you don't see it on Tuesday. I, I think we're going to try to have our top 25 before the playoff rankings. We're have, uh, we'll have it playoff. ready. We're going to be live about 15 minutes ahead of time yeah. just talking rankings. So Awesome. That's our goal. And until... we'll, we will show it again on Sunday. Uh, or on Wednesday, I mean, um, yeah. but you'll see it on Tuesday first. As a refresher. Yeah. Until then, we'll see you Tuesday for the Top 25 Wednesday for another exciting edition of Loudmouth CFP.